0: Hey, welcome back to the Naked Security Podcast for a special Splinter episode. I am here with Sophos's principal research scientist, Chester Wisniewski, and we are talking about this uh, breaking news that has come out this week that we didn't want you to wait For us to report on next week during the next episode so here's a special episode welcome chet
1: thanks for having me on i'm a fan
0: (laughs) thank you so much og podcaster of the naked security podcast way back in the day if you guys remember chet chat speaking of chet chatting Let's chat about this news. So, U.S. federal agencies, the FBI, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, and the Department of Health and Human Services have released an advisory on Wednesday this week with information about ransomware activity targeting the U.S. healthcare and public health sector to ultimately infect systems with riot ransomware. Uh, These three agencies have credible information of an increased and imminent cybercrime threat to U.S. hospitals and healthcare providers. They're sharing this information to provide warning to healthcare providers to ensure that they can take timely and reasonable precautions to protect their networks from these threats. Independent security researchers have reported that at least five U.S. hospitals were affected just this week alone, with potentially hundreds more to follow. Chet, what's happening?
1: Well, it's, it's really concerning whenever we get a bulletin like this from, uh, from the federal government uh, in the U.S., because usually these bulletins come out in a reactive fashion. We find out that some threat actor's been active, and after the fact, they tell us about it, they give us things to watch for to see if there's continued activity. It's quite unusual for them to proactively suggest that they've got information that suggests a, a sector like healthcare will be hit. And obviously, with everyone's concerns around uh, COVID-19 uh, treatment and research and, you know, all the things that uh, are involved in the healthcare side of things, uh, I guess it gets a little bit more of our attention than your average warning. And, uh, you know, that we. I, I don't know about the speculation that it could impact, you know, hundreds of hospitals, but we certainly have seen RIAC, the threat actor named in, the, in this bulletin, uh, be active against healthcare organizations in the past. We've certainly seen them infect hospitals in the past and uh, even uh, empathy for healthcare workers workers uh, doesn't seem to deter these guys.
0: I mean, this seems like a very alarming advisory to come out. Or is this typical? Or is that just me?
1: No, it's quite atypical. I think that's why there's so much talk about it. Uh, You know, we we do get a lot of advisories from CISA, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security. And like we say, most of the time, they're, they're broader about a given, you know, we've seen North Korea, you know, participating in these kind of activities, you should be careful. They, they don't typically come out and say, this given sector, like healthcare, is being targeted by this given person or threat actor. Uh, so it almost implies that they have some intelligence that uh, maybe they can't share because they don't want to disclose how they obtain that intelligence. But that you know suggests that there's uh, activity that's ongoing, and of, of course hospitals, uh, at the best of times, have difficulty defending themselves because their focus is more on the delivery of healthcare to their their patients than than it is on uh, information security. So it can be uh, really challenging for them to to uh, put up an effective defense against a human operated threat actor like Ryuk.
0: So all this being said. You know, if I'm, say, I'm the IT team at a hospital and I read this advisory report, what does that really mean for me? How do I put it into action and make it actionable?
1: Well, let's step back from that and broaden it out and just say if I'm a CISO at any organization, because to be fair, um, obviously, uh, healthcare is going to be on high alert because of this bulletin, but there are a lot of other ransomware actors out there that are not RIAC that are more than happy to steal your money using the same methods and tools that RIAC is using. Um, you know, we've been following and writing about these guys for years, uh, WastedLocker and Netwalker and uh, uh, Revil. Uh, you know, there's, we, we could probably just sit here and name them. And so I think all CISOs should use this as an opportunity uh, to look at whether their defense would be effective, whether they're a hospital or not, against this type of threat actor. Certainly the hospitals uh, probably should double down on that. <laughs> but, you know, all of us need to be worried. And I think the key to a lot of this uh, that the, the, is what's catching these types of organizations off guard is they assume that the end of the incident is when their security tools are blocking something. And it's certainly something we see when our threat response uh, rapid response team goes in to help victims. They often were attacked three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a month ago. Um, got an alert from their antivirus tool, ours, or someone else's saying, hey, this thing was detected and we blocked it. And for a lot of organizations, they consider that to be the end of the incident, right? We blocked it. Our tool worked and we successfully blocked it. And that's certainly the pattern that we've had over the last 20 years in security, which is if you effectively block something, you move on to more important things. Uh, The sad thing is when you have a human adversary, like in the case of, of Riot, where there's actually somebody else actively hacking into your network, Uh, with all kinds of tools at their disposal, that's really the beginning of the incident when you detect it because they're likely going to try something else an hour later. And they're going to try something else again three hours after that because that human is persistent and they've already got a foothold inside of your network. So it's it's very difficult to potentially exterminate them or eradicate them from your network. And uh, it's really the beginning of the incident rather than the end. So I think part of this is a mindset shift for some of these um, operators uh, of hospitals and healthcare institutions or anybody that wants an effective defense against uh, advanced ransomware adversaries to know that when you get that alert in your console, you need to begin the investigation to see was that the, the beginning or an end of an incident? Because more often than not, it's the beginning.
0: Uh, speaking of the beginning, can we go back just a little bit and uh, re- hit rewind? How does this ransomware get into the hospital system to begin with?
1: Well, based on this alert, uh, they're mostly saying that Ryuk is coming from TrickBot, and that's certainly what we've seen in Sophos Labs. Uh, TrickBot is an information stealer that has the capability of dropping additional malware. And almost all malware these days has the capability of bringing along more malware. And so uh, sometimes the attack chain begins with Emotet, which is an email threat. We, we've seen Emotet took a holiday over the summer as well as Ryuk. And then Emotet came back in, I believe, August. Um, but the you know that is a one of those email fishes that's you know in Office three sixty five you need to enable the macro in order to access this document or um, we've seen a lot of impersonation of other kind of work from home tools things that people are logging into frequently since COVID is strict. strict, strict stroke, struck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, DocuSign, you know, there's like, there's a certain amount of more activity. So they're using those as the lures from an email. Then you get infected with Emetet and then Emetet uh, installs TrickBot, which steals some information like st- uh, stored passwords and things. And then if you're a high value target, TrickBot will then also install Ryuk and, and potentially set you up for one of these ransom attacks. So it's kind of a, a multi-threat actor, uh, uh economy going on where you're kind of being sold off from one malware to the next.
0: On the podcast, we reported a few weeks ago about how Microsoft essentially got a court order to take over multiple TrickBot servers. I wonder if there's maybe potentially a connection here between what Microsoft was able to find out and what we're seeing now with this these three federal agencies releasing this advisory?
1: Well, obviously, we don't know. Uh, and if we did know, we wouldn't be able to tell you probably for the sake of trying to uh, work, uh, preserve our relationships with law enforcement. But <laughs> we can speculate and in uh, speculation, certainly Seems a plausible thing, potentially, right? Uh, Microsoft had temporarily taken over the command and control infrastructure for Trickbot. We know that RIAC is almost always delivered by Trickbot, uh, which is also what the warning and the bulletin from CISA says. So uh, it's kind of could be related. Perhaps they saw a, a large number of Trickbot infections within healthcare institutions. Perhaps there were logs that were gathered that. Uh, indicated RIAC had been deployed to those institutions. Uh, I would hope that the FBI, if they were aware of that kind of specificity, would be contacting those institutions and putting them on guard, though. So uh, it's really difficult for us to know on the outside. But, uh, you know, putting a dent in TrickBot was a great thing, but uh, it was only a dent. And the other thing we have to remember is you might have been infected with TrickBot six weeks ago before this takedown occurred. And Mm -hmm. now, uh, at that time, they may have installed things that gave the RIAC group uh, access to your network, and maybe they were just waiting to wake up until now. And and there were indications some of these ransomware groups were doing that around the beginning of the school year, for example, where some Mm -hmm. of these schools might have been infected for a few months and they waited until a critical time where there might be more pressure to pay a ransom. And then they all suddenly hit all these schools so that at the beginning of the school year, there might be more panic and more likelihood that they would pay.
0: Do we have any information on who exactly is behind this? Is this there seems to be speculation around potential Russian cyber criminal gangs? Uh, Is there any other information around that?
1: Well, my my coin that I use to do attribution that has uh, China on one side and Russia on the other uh, did flip to the Russian side when I did a three coin toss this morning. Um, (laughs) But. Like like many other things, right? I mean, if, if we had intelligence on that, we'd be sharing that with law enforcement to hopefully assist in their apprehension. Um, we don't, to my knowledge, have specific indicators other than the, the malware that RIAC deploys uh, in earlier versions had the capability to not infect computers that were in CIS countries, which is often an indicator of uh, former Soviet Republic activity. Uh, but mm. it no longer has that code uh, in it, so uh, you know it's anybody's guess.
0: Any last parting advice for people for that CISO in healthcare, or just the general CISO or IT manager listening to you right now? Because I imagine this problem. Yes, we are specifically talking this this advisory specifically for healthcare, but I'm assuming this is something that all of us can think about when we think about these kinds of targeted attacks.
1: Well, building a, a effective defense against this kind of actor is both a, a team effort of a, a team of the tools that you're using and a team of the people that you're going to use to monitor your network. And clearly we've seen, by monitoring this over the last year or two, these, these high-value ransom attacks typically begin with uh, either email, like I mentioned, with uh, threats like Emotet and TrickBot, or they start with uh, open remote access that's vulnerable in some way, whether that's a remote uh, RDP server that has a guessable password, or whether that's a, a VPN that has a vulnerability that hasn't been patched. We've seen quite a few high-profile remote access vulnerabilities this year being used in these attacks. And so you should be looking at that infrastructure very carefully, looking at those ingress points to your network, are they locked down? Are they secure? Uh, can you use or deploy multi-factor authentication? That kind of thing. You know, the second stage is, of course, trying to make sure that your security coverage is as ubiquitous as possible. Uh, quite a few of the investigations, our managed threat response team has gotten involved in and in, uh, recently have shown that Uh, Most of the computers were protected, but there were a small number of them that weren't and the criminals were able to get a foothold inside the network on those machines that weren't protected and cause a lot more damage. So trying to kind of get that uniformity is really helpful. And then knowing who to call when you need help. Uh, If you're a large organization, you probably have a SOC and that SOC should be investigating these alerts rather than considering them the end of the incident. But if you don't have a SOC or you're a smaller organization or don't have the money uh, or the the staffing for a SOC, uh, you should be looking to uh, services to provide you that uh, that backup when you need it. When you have something that needs to be investigated, you need a a skilled security professional to come in and start taking a look at that. And if you don't have it, on hand, you need to know who to call if you end up in a situation um, like some of these hospitals, schools, or anyone else that's been hit with this ransomware have been in.
0: Great. Any last parting words for our audience, Chet?
1: Yeah, I think everybody just needs to take this advisory uh, for what it says. There's a lot of great detail in there. Give it a read, uh, whether you're in healthcare or not ransomware is not going away. This has uh, only been a growing problem. So use this as an opportunity to check your defenses and put yourself in the hot seat that you would be a CISO at a healthcare institution if you're not and think about what you do and make an action plan and go do it.
0: Great. Thank you again so much. Principal research scientist Chester Wisniewski. You can follow him on Twitter.
1: It's just at Chet Wisniewski, which uh, is not the easiest thing to spell, but you'll find it. <laughs>
0: I'll leave it in the show notes. And of course, if you want to read up uh, more about this, you can check out nakedsecurity.sofos.com. I will leave links to our articles in the show notes. to Check them out. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Naked Security. Until next time, stay secure. <laughs>